Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination, really, of the parables of Jesus, though in the more recent episodes, We've been doing a lot of background and context, uh, just basically reading through the book of Matthew because we saw a parable in Matthew 25. We're going to see a parable in Matthew, I mean, 22, and we'll see a parable in Matthew 25. But I think we need to know what the flow is, <coughs> what's going on, what's happening here. And we've just finished Matthew 23 where Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. Repeatedly, the Lord said that to them. And so now we go into chapter 24. Now remember, there's no chapter division, there's no versification, anything like that uh, in the Scripture, in the original writings, of which we don't have. Okay, We just divided it into chapters uh, to make it easier to find things. So Matthew 24 and 25 are some of the most important portions of the Scripture. I've actually done a whole series uh, in previous podcasts on Matthew 24 and 25. And you might be able to go back and find that. I don't really have it divided up that way on the podcast, but if you wanted to know, let me know and I might be able to find it for you. <laughs> okay. But it's just so, so, so important. And so let me just uh, read these first few verses for today, then we'll keep pressing on through 24. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 says this Jesus came out of the, from the temple and was going away. So what was he doing while he was in the temple? He was going, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. He had just had this type of encounter. It was a very intense thing, very emotional thing. When you see how Jesus was speaking to them, how they, in the Matthew account, they didn't even interrupt. Okay? So he comes out from the temple, and he was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. You know, I always chuckle when I read this because it is so like us. It is so like me. It's so like every one of us. You have this really intense encounter right here, and we're trying to do what? Lighten it up. Okay, this was really sort of harsh. This was heavy. We're going to lighten this up. So the disciples come up and say, hey, Jesus, these temple buildings looking pretty good here, aren't they? They'd been working on them their entire life. Okay, it was decades and decades that they were working on these temple buildings, and now they're pointing them out, and they're saying, hey, these things look pretty good, don't they, Lord? Verse 2, and Jesus said to them, do you not see it at all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. Well, that puts a damper on things, doesn't it? You know, they're trying to lighten the motion here. They're trying to trying to make the old Lord and Master here feel better. Because, you know, that he was getting pretty hot there. He's getting pretty heavy with them. We need to lighten this up. Jesus was having nothing to do with it. Now, you would do well. We're not going to do it right now because it would just take so much time. I don't think we're going to do it right now. But uh, there's parallel accounts. Mark gives us an account of this, and Luke gives us an account of what we're going to see here in Matthew 24. So you do real well. I think it's uh, Mark 13 and Luke 21, I believe. Because uh, you get little nuances uh, in each one of the Gospels that bring even more understanding to the truth. 
So Jesus wasn't having anything to do with this. Verse 3 of Matthew 24. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives. So you see what's happened. They've come out of the temple. They've gone down the, the valley, the Kidron Valley there, and they've come up to the Mount of Olives. And he's sitting on the Mount of Olives. As he's sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples come to him privately saying. Now, when you read one of the other Gospels, you find out, you find out that it was four of the disciples that came to him. So he's sitting on the Mount of Olives. They've gone from the temple, and they're sitting on the Mount of Olives. It's just flowing through the, the narrative right here. And here's what they say to him. Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Something is going on here. Something had been happening. Apparently, Jesus had been talking to them about some things. What was the last thing we have here in Matthew when he comes out of the temple? He says, do you not see all these things? Truly, I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another which will not be torn down. That's the last statement we see of Jesus. Next we see of him, he's sitting in the Mount of Olives, and the disciples are asking him, hey, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? I'm thinking that they were carrying on a discussion and a dialogue from the time that they left. You see some other things in the other Gospels, too. From the time they left to the time that they were sitting there on the Mount of Olives, the Lord was talking to them about some things. We don't know exactly, we, we don't know what detail, except for the question they ask. Because the question they ask reveals a lot. And it's actually two questions or three, it depends on how you want to look at it. One, it's two questions, but one question has two parts. So just think about this question that these disciples ask him. So these disciples come to him privately. Four of them come to him outside of the other disciples that were there. And they say this, when will these things happen? Well, when will what things happen? Well, here in Matthew, from just what we've seen, when, when will it happen that there's not going to be one stone left upon another when it comes to the temple? When is that going to happen? So they're asking a when, and then they're asking this, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. So some people view that as a twofold kind of question. So they're asking for this. They're asking for a when and a what. When will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the sign of the end of the age? They were apparently aware that there's going to be a sign of the coming of the Lord. A sign. What do signs do? <laughs> well, they point directions. They give instructions. You know, they give understanding about some things. But because of what they had been saying, what the Lord had been saying, they had a couple of questions. When is this going to happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age, they knew through the teaching of Jesus that there was going to be an end of the age. The end of this time frame or whatever's happening here. The end of the age. They wanted to know what this is going to be. Now let me tell you why this is important. Because in the next verse, beginning in verse 14, Jesus starts answering. I mean, verse 4, Jesus starts answering. And from verse 4 
through verse 14, he gives them a pan panoramic overview of the balance of time, okay, of what's going to happen. And from 4 to 14, then beginning in verse 15, he starts off with the word, therefore. So he says, here's what's going to happen, <coughs> big picture-wise. But then he backs up and he says, therefore, when you see some things, and he starts giving them tremendous detail. And Matthew 24 and Matthew 25, for the most part, are all red letters. It's all Jesus speaking. And he's answering their question. And he's given them detail. And he's given them an example, a little parable kind of examples. Remember, that's one reason that we're looking at this, because there's a parable that actually occurs over in Matthew 25. The Lord is speaking, and he's given these parables. He's given this insight. He's given these instructions. He's given these warnings based upon those two questions. This is really, really, really important for us uh, to have a proper understanding of what's going on with this. This is often referred to as the Olivet Discourse. They're on the Mount of Olives, and Jesus is talking. He's discoursing. Okay? And it's really important for us today. And so often people don't get a quite accurate teaching and understanding about Matthew 24, 25, because they don't realize it's Jesus answering a couple of questions there. We will look at this more as we go along. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.